No warning that's on that you, one, huh? That's how you do it. I thought you were going to say ready, Tanner. That's why I no, was late. No, there's no ready player one. It's just immediate podcasting. We are now in it. As long as you are ready. Well, <laughs> you know it's you're the cow? Yes, I am. Hmm? You know, you know it's hmm? you're the cow now? Yes. Moo. Yes. I, lear- I learned that from seeing a bunch of big titty anime girls dressed in cow bikinis. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. Anyways, hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm doing the intro now. Oh, no. Okay, oh, you- Me, Tanner, it's your turn to do the intro. <laughs> Unless Vigil wants to do it. That was the intro. All right, and that's Vigil. You you may have guessed they've returned. A little bit. (laughs) They've come back back. to us. And and I'm Tanner, and I don't want to be a furry. I think you should be a furry. I don't want to be a furry. Can't beat my, can't beat my, no you can't beat my Brooklyn Rage. Hmm. Hey, Christina. So that's the context. Christina, how how online were you in 2010? Online enough that I knew what Tumblr was and that I was on the Glee forum, but not online enough that I saw Yu-Gi-Oh! the animated series. The abridged series. Also, hi, I'm Christina. (laughs) The abridged series. You shared a link to the animated version of an abridged series video well, yes, today. Yes, because because so. there was no point in Yu-Gi-Oh where they actually reenacted the Bad Romance music video, so they had to draw that in Flash, which is now dead. Yeah, R.I.P. Flash. <laughs> I wish they would have. I wish they would have <laughs> done that in the real Yu-Gi-Oh. Um. So they're not brave enough. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now As we riff the show Tanner and Christina are gonna figure out Why we love this show Better grab your golden stars and slushies Cause you're listening You're listening To loser like me Loser like me Welcome to Loser Like Me. It is a Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series recap and review podcast, but today we're looking at an episode of Glee. It's season one, episode 20, Theatricality, which is not a real word. It was written by Ryan Murphy and directed by Ryan Murphy. It aired on May 25th, 2010, over two weeks after the premiere of Little Karibo's Grammy award-winning parody song, Leather Pants, which was released on May 10th. So clearly we know who the real winner is here. Isn't it a real word? Is it the internet? Is the internet the winner? <laughs> I don't know. It's, whoever would... The, the, I think the winners were actually the gays, but only the 2010 gays. Huh. I don't think anybody won. I mean, we know that now. We didn't realize that then. We thought we were hashtag winning the whole time. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fair. Um, so... What are we starting now? Yeah. With? Uh, well, on the is it worth hitting the recap? We might as well talk about how the recap recapped last episode, but they also had to remind us the fact that you know Kurt staged a romance between his single dad and Finn's single mom so that he could seduce Finn, which is mm-hmm. concerning. Oh, can I ask how long ago that was? Yes. Um, let me check the spreadsheet. Um, it was episode like fifteen or sixteen. Episode sixteen. I think. 
And how long is that in real time? Um, three um, to four weeks. I was gonna say maybe even a little bit longer than that because no, no, it's compressed. Is... It's compressed because everything that's happened between sectionals and now has to occur before March. Sectionals are in March. No, read. Our regionals are in March. Regionals are in March. Okay. Huh. So, that sets the timeline very weirdly, but I think we'll get to that a little later. Now, the parents were dating before that. Oh. They started dating in the fall. Okay. That yes. That makes things better. Yeah, so the, the their parents have probably been together for at least, like, three months oh that makes point, things worse let's say generously <laughs> yeah it's it's not good and we will we'll we'll burn that bridge when we get to it <laughs> certainly will. yeah i have some things to say oh i believe it i also have some things to say and a meme to oh, yeah, share also share. also during the previously on ian brennan is like is achievable even a word i think it should be achievitate Yes, I wrote that down, too. Because <laughs> it's basically just like, here's all this stuff that happened, and also, I'm going to make up a word for the sake of making up We're a word. We're 20 episodes funny. in. Time for these recaps to get sassy. And it wasn't very funny at all. <sighs> you know what is funny? What? Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <sighs> it It is. So we we start the episode with Tina office. And my note here is that Remember Tina? Yeah. Tina exists. Um my note here is that Tina is spectacularly gothic today. Mm. And I di- yes, listeners, I did spell it in my notes. G O F F I K. Don't quote the ancient text to me. I was there when they were written. <laughs> The positive and funny bits that can be gained from the ancient internet uh, text of my immortal. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Harry Potter, I have to ask, where you, Christina, were <sighs> of the Glee fandom of 2010 and earlier, or later, um, I gotta ask that, which, where did, where did the Glee fandom as a whole fall on the Harry Potter versus Twilight, uh, debate i have a hunch but tell me if i'm wrong i i'm having a hard time parsing what you're asking so back in the day and this might have just been in my in my in my circles of the internet it felt like harry potter and twilight had this whole like rivalry of fandoms against each other where did the glee fandom as a whole fall which side asking like did the Glee fandom in general tend more towards Twilight or more towards yes. Harry Potter? Or are you asking, like, what was Glee's rival No, I'm in asking that where did they trend more towards, Harry Potter or Twilight? Well, let me answer your question by uh, asking another question. Have you heard of a Harry Potter musical? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. I feel you know like how the guy who played time. Harry Potter went on to play a major character in Glee? Yeah. that's what. <laughs> there you go. In in a more practical sense, I feel like it also tended more towards um, the Boy Wizard series, which I am not going to name anymore if I can help it, <laughs> um, because the the setting was more 
going to a teenager who really isn't involved with anything at her high school aside from her two fellow students that she's romantically uh involved with at various points i can see her be i can see him being finn colon or whatever i can see a i can see a twilight au but yeah you're you're right that that does that does answer because they seem to not portray twilight fans in the best light so that's kind of why i was thinking you you are absolutely not wrong (laughs) vigil (laughs) um because it turns out that tina's in the principal's office because Jacob and Israel were wearing Team Edward shirts. Mm-hmm. They specifically do it to get Robert Pattinson's attention, which is this is this is clearly before any interview with Robert Pattinson has emerged. Do you think they it would have changed their reaction, Tanner? I don't know. Maybe they all would have become fans of I don't know. What was another big book there? They all would have become Hunger Games fans. I feel like that they was all would have. When was Hunger Games? There were no competitors for Twilight. Twilight had no competitors. No. Like, like in my circle, you read Harry Potter and then you graduated to Twilight. Because that was a grown-up book. It had sex in it. They faded to black, but still. That's fair. But I guess it was like, oh, it was, I was in this... I remember specifically a website called My Life is Average, where it seemed very much like they would make... You remember oh, yes. this too? Yes, I remember. Okay, so I'm not going crazy. That's a good thing. I'm not being... No, yeah, it was It was very definitely okay. a thing. Uh, where... I might just be too old for you kids. That's kind of why... That's kind of mostly... You're not that much older than <laughs> I'm so old! That's kind of mostly where I saw the Harry Potter and Twilight rivalry, I guess. It was more just them insulting Twilight fans. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter is much more intellectual than Twilight. Which is not incorrect, but also not as big a flex as you think it is. <laughs> exactly. I guess so. But yeah, so Figgins is like, the, the, the goth, kids dressing as goth is a direct line to kids trying to eat them. And these vampires do not, I do not want vampires in my Christian Minecraft server. And then Will is like, Tina's just expressing herself. <laughs> and one time I dressed as Kurt Cobain. And then Figgins says that in his 20s, he dresses Elvis, but Elvis was a Christian and could not turn into a bat, which makes Will and Tina realize that Figgins thinks that Tina is a real vampire. Yes. By and the she way. can be stopped by making her not dress as a goth anymore. <laughs> yes. By the way, I feel like a Kurt Cobain costume is really just like a button up in jeans, right? You can't really dress as Kurt Cobain. This is true. I mean, you could stay up for a couple of days straight to get like the kind of haggard look that he had sometimes i, I think so i can also i can definitely picture will putting on a jean jacket looking at himself in the mirror and thinking wow i'm just like kurt cobain <laughs> bleaching his hair yes i agree with this <laughs> <laughs> yes will should bleach his hair just like every crisis gay <laughs> no he's too straight for that yeah, <laughs> so what happened next this episode is not good with its transitions give him a few more scenes with brian ryan maybe we'll change that that's very he true. He never came back? He never came back. Never. Not Tina once. ate him. <laughs> for the series finale. Can't believe it. Yeah. What happened next in this episode? We just moved um, scene to scene. We just next, plot along. Yeah. Next is when Finn is invited into the Kurt's murder basement. Yes. Oh, right. I, I'd like to note a delightful moment here because 
uh, Carol leads Finn, like, downstairs into the basement, and she has his, like, she has him have his eyes closed, and he's like, oh, I'm so excited for a surprise! Is it a car? And she's like, honey, <laughs> we're downstairs! <laughs> and I, I was just particularly delighted by Finn, one brain cell, Hudson. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the, it is now the Hudson Humble basement, and the boys will be living there together. Isn't that great? No, it's mm-hmm. it's it's predatory and weird as we established earlier. Yeah. It is. Kurt, Kurt had the prescient idea to pull an oh my god they were roommates on Finn. And he's trying very hard to make it a wouldn't, thing. And Finn is extremely upset by yeah, this. Yeah, wouldn't it also make them stepbrothers? Yes. It would. Has that stopped fanfic? I mean, no? it hasn't stopped fanfic, but it would stop reasonable people who don't consume bad sites on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, the, the this whole scene is that Kurt is extremely enthusiastic, and uh, Finn is very upset because he doesn't want to share a room with Kurt in specific. And also, you know, Finn's whole deal with not really being past his dad's death, which is, it's good to see that Ryan Murphy didn't forget that plot thread from, like, four episodes ago. Wait, his dad but, died? Yeah. yeah. Before, Like, right after, was it right after he was born or, like, right uh, Right after he, he was born, because there was a picture of him, them together. So who's yeah, that, yeah. then? That's his stepdad? Yeah, that's Kurt's dad. Yeah. Oh, that's Kurt's dad. His name's Bert. <laughs> Kurt's oh, I dad, that was Bert. Finn's dad. <laughs> no. Oh, that's Finn's mom. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. things. Okay, I thought it was backwards. <laughs> I thought it was backwards. That made certain <laughs> later scenes really fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But. I can understand. Uh, other that. fun things in this scene is uh, Kurt manages to trick Bert into giving him like three hundred bucks so that they can give the basement a makeover because it's it's so drab. The palette doesn't match who we are as people. Who I want you to be. <laughs> yep. Yep. Also, they've got snacks. Uh, it's ethnic food of an ethnicity that isn't ours. Says Bru- Says Bert. <laughs> and then Kurt's like, "It's it's green. Uh, it's French." <laughs> yes. And then Finn calls them tuna crudes. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's it. The, we are we are strictly on three plots this episode. You have A, B, and C, mm-hmm. and we are just going to rotate through them at uh, snail's pace. Yeah, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but <sighs> the, the the episode just kind of plods along um, from scene to scene yeah. with no regard for what happened in the last scene. Yeah, to to use a driving metaphor, probably mm-hmm. incorrectly, because I can't drive stick, but it is, I'm pretty sure, like, driving stick and changing gears without using the clutch. I don't even know how to drive. That means nothing to me. Yeah. I, I feel like that's appropriate. I also don't know how to drive People stick. People who can drive stick, like email correct. us and let us know if I used a car metaphor correctly. Yes, please do. But it's like every time they do a scene change, you can hear the gears in the background going, clunk, clunk, chunk, chunk. Kachunk. <laughs> Anyways, Tina feels like an Asian branch Davidian. <laughs> Christina, what is this? Yes. Um, 
I believe that uh, I believe that Branch Davidians are a. I don't remember off the top of my head if they are a sect of Christianity or of Judaism, but uh, the the context clues lead me to believe that they are a very secular, um, not very not very secular, a very orthodox religious branch um, that highly emphasizes modesty and simplicity in clothing, probably for the sake of you know like. Are are we are going to show our uh, devotion to God by by strut like not striving off? We're going to show our devotion to God by deliberately choosing to wear only drab clothes, like that one group in the uh, Divergent. In mm. Divergent, yeah, I was going to say the Hunger Games with emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the Christianity history I know. faithful. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, um it's I like this scene because or at least I like the first half of this scene because everyone is like our friend is upset, so let's try and help her find a new style, <laughs> one that is not going to get Figgins upset. Sweet. And I wrote down I wrote down what everyone's Please. suggestions oh, were. <laughs> so, Santana suggests that Tina be a biker chick. Mm-hmm. Finn suggests cowgirl. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good choice for, you know, 2010. Um, Mercedes suggests hood rat because Ryan Murphy's a menace and can't yeah, be stopped. Yeah, that one felt like a microaggression. Yeah, more, less of a yeah. microaggression and more of an aggression, which honestly most of the episode felt like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Quinn suggests computer programmer. Not really a style. Uh, if, Brit- if it is, that's the one that she's already wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, cross country skier is a, is a suggestion from Brittany. Catholic schoolgirl is a suggestion from Puck, and notably Tina's like, hmm, maybe to that. I mean, the, the goth and Catholic schoolgirl have a decent amount of overlap. That also it also feels yes. like a microaggression that one for the Asian girl to be like, hmm, to my Catholic schoolgirl. Yeah, 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 I guess. And then the the the, the two gems on the list. Are both from Brittany. Um, she suggests, in order, Happy Meal, no <laughs> onions, and a chicken. <laughs> I heard a Happy Meal, no one eats. No. Happy Meal, no. I feel like it was Happy Meal, no onions, but I don't have a screenshot. That's what the No onions said. makes more sense. I'm pretty sure onions okay, don't okay. come on any of the Happy Meal meals, but we're not, we're not like, getting into the details. Yeah. And basically all this leads to Tina just being like, look, I appreciate the suggestions. What I really want to do is just to be able to dress in the kind of clothes that I want to dress in. And, you know, let Figgins know that I am not, in fact, a vampire. Yeah, the fact that she can't dress the way she wants to is basically communism. Yeah, oh, <laughs> a weird dig at communism right there. It was 2010. We didn't know any better. I don't think Ryan mm-hmm. Murphy knows any better now. Uh, no. Well, no. You you never know. I've said a few times that the fact that he's getting the work that he's getting now implies that he knows a few things. He's doing something, right? What's he up to? Uh, the prom, which is middle of the road, and pose, which definitely means at some point he got better dealing with the community of color and uh, trans community. Ah! Mm-hmm. Pose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Rachel's here. It's time to look about Rachel. Everyone look at Rachel! Everybody look at Rachel. I couldn't give a shit less about Rachel as a character and as a person. Well, that's unfortunate. This is already been established. 
I was gonna say that in the canon of loser like me, that has already been established. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna it's... say that's too bad because this is a Rachel episode, but this is also a Rachel episode about someone who can't give a shit about Rachel. <laughs> yep. You know what? I understand you, Elsa Frozen. I get you. <laughs> if I were you, I would use my. Uh, ice and that's the only time you'll ever say that, Vigil. <laughs> no, I mean I get her. I I have ice powers. I understand. How do you? Why do you think I live in Michigan? <laughs> More Valid. stuff to control, baby. So Rachel's been rooting through the garbage behind Carmel High, and she found eighteen empty boxes of Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is shocking. They're shocked. Yes. Yes. And then. She's like, and then I went to Joelle Fabrics instead of Joanne's. I don't know why you couldn't just say Joanne Fabrics. Um, And she's like, and they were all out of red Chantilly lace. And everyone except for the cis men is like, we are doomed. The straight men. Yeah. Kurt Kurt is also painfully cis, as we will discover two seasons from now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The The het men are all like, we don't know what this means. And then someone says, "Vocal adrenaline is doing Lady Gaga." Mm-hmm. It's yeah. That so then they decide to do the same thing. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Which <laughs> they decide to do the same thing that two other show choirs were reprimanded for doing last, like not even there is no last season, last month, <laughs> last. Yeah. Like they don't say it out loud, but it's like, oh, I guess spying is okay when you do it. It's okay. She's a privileged misfit. And just stealing the idea, too. Why Why? Why did? Why does he go along with this? Oh, well, Will doesn't know at first. Be- this, this is unsanctioned spying. Well, no, I, I think, I, I feel like at one point, she, like, when, even in this scene, Rachel does say, like, I think, I don't know if this is illegal or not, but I don't care. No, I mean, so, the, I mean, why does he go along with doing the same thing as vocal adrenaline, though? Because that's just not a good idea, like, in the first place. Because, because when you're Will Schuster, you have to find teachable moments wherever you possibly Actually, can. Actually, they do, they do answer this at the end of the episode. They, they do. do. Technic- technically, they do. But before we can get there, Rachel, Quinn, and Mercedes have to sneak into the vocal adrenaline rehearsals. To... Wait, wait, wait. I... I have two problems with this scene. Okay. Or one note and... One, one good note and one Please. bad okay. note. Um, Kurt calls Lady Gaga the best performer of the nope. decade. It just started, hon. And I'm like, I'm like, Beyonce would like a word with you, Kurt. <laughs> Listen, it was, it was Lady Gaga. It was 2010. She was new. She was hot. She was weird. And they hadn't even gotten to telephone yet. That's true. Yet yeah, my other note here is that when Will is like, let's do Gaga this week. It, there's a nice funny moment because Rachel like st- is still standing in the center of the room and she kind of like starts staring off into the distance and like muttering ideas to herself and she's like, I need a pen. And Will tiredly says like, there's a pen in my office. Like like this exact same thing has happened many times before. You know, there were... And I think that's there funny. There were a few small moments of Rachel that I liked. And I was like, damn, remember Leah, when Leah Michelle was, like, an actress and not just trying to physically become Rachel Berry? <laughs> <sighs> yep. Hope for that girl yet, tw- ten years ago. <sighs> Anyways, Rachel, Quinn, and Mercedes have snuck in to spy. <laughs> yes. 
And I've, I'm, I'm delighted that the people who were chosen to go on the spy mission were Rachel Berry, someone who's who has never been subtle in her life. Mm-hmm. Quinn, someone who is heavily pregnant at this point. Uh, and Mercedes, who I thought would have had more common sense than this. <laughs> I mean, but go, being in character just doesn't allow that scene to happen you know they need (laughs) they need the scene to happen and it's gonna happen no matter what the writers say and know about the characters yeah although it does lead to a funny note because they're sneaking into like the like the upper mezzanine in vocal adrenaline's uh vocal adrenaline's like theater that they practice in and quinn whispers like are we gonna get arrested (laughs) I hope so. And I'm like, oh, honey. <sighs> anyway, it's Shelby. Mm-hmm. They're doing they're doing bad romance dancing, but without any music playing. Yeah, they're just working on the choreography. So it's like, and one, two, three, clap, clap, claw, 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 claw. There's a like. I think that's literally what they're doing in their choreography. Yeah. There's a lot of things in this scene that don't make sense. <laughs> Yeah. When you're practicing choreography, you still listen to the music while you're doing it, right? I mean, I've never done dancing, but... Um, sometimes, but not always. Mm. If this is, like, if if this is when they were, like, first trying to do choreography in costume, that like, they might be doing, like, just a walkthrough of the choreography without singing or without, like, the backing vocals. That's fair. That's another thing. Why were they doing it in costume, too? You don't practice in costume, right? Well, you do have to practice in costume at some point, especially if your costume includes metal underwear. Fair. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even know why they were wearing the metal underwear. You can't see see it. it. Because, like, like any Catholic, they must suffer in order to make something that is truly and wonderfully perfect. And, and if there's anything we know about Lady Gaga, it's that she's Catholic. <laughs> oh, she is, huh? I, is she, I forgot. Is she? Oh, yeah, I guess. She, well, I, I think she might. I don't know. I don't know what Lady Gaga's religion is anymore. I know she deep throat a crucifix, but that might have just been for clout. Probably. I don't think that she's practicing, but she was probably raised around that Catholicism. That makes a lot more sense, yeah. She's she's very Italian, so yeah, so probably yes. Wonder if Lady Gaga's met the Pope. I'm sure she has. Lady Gaga and the Pope play Undertale together. I don't together. know. They get together, and she points at the screen. I mean, I feel like Pope Francis is a lot more chill than JP two was, so he'd probably be down to hang out and play video games with Lady <laughs> Gaga. Also, we've mentioned the costumes. The costumes that Vocal Adrenaline are in are like the red lace cover the face, big like where the wild things are crowns that are from the Bad Romance music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically Shelby's like, "This yeah. is bullshit. You're all terrible. You're all terrible. I'm the only real performer in here. Get off my stage." Now I'm going to sing a song from Funny Girl it's, into yeah. a mirror. It's not enough to douse yourselves with gasoline. You have to light yourselves on fire to make it work. If only. This this is another thing that didn't make sense about the scene. Um, what was the point of that? She she wasn't very theatrical in the performance. She just kind of looked into the mirror and sang. I I feel like the point is that she's trying to demonstrate like how like how to hold the attention of a crowd. 
if that makes sense. Because, like, if you're on stage, like, you have to have the commanding presence to get people to look at you. But but did she? And she, no. I mean, she got yes, one person to look yes, at her. I was going to say, it worked for one person at least. <laughs> she drew in one person with her siren song. <laughs> Ugh. Because the the entire reason that this scene exists is so that Rachel can hear Shelby sing and that she can connect a face to the voice that she heard singing. It was was that only that was like last the last episode? episode? Last yeah. Vigil episode. was here for this. Vigil, you actually have some idea of what's going on. I actually know what's going on. Yes, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, but Shel like Shelby is singing this, and Rachel hearing this, and then realizing, "Oops, that's my mom." <laughs> uh, sleep. She like kind of sleepwalks down to the stage, even though Mercedes and Quinn like both try to stop her. Um, and like credit where credit is due, Leah Michelle's acting in the scene was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is Shelby's only solo in the entire really? series. <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess it is. Everything else is a duet. Yeah. In the entire series? The whole series. Yep. Man, they really wasted Adina Menzel. But they had to, they could only have her on for so long because she's like a real actress and they wanted to shuffle in other actresses. Like, you have to, you have to temper your Adina Menzel so you can fit in your Kristen Chenoweth and your Gwyneth Paltrow and your Ricky Martin and your Adam Lambert and your Demi Lovato and who else showed up on this Godforsaken show? John Stamos. Tyra Banks. John Stamos was on this show? Yeah. Next Why? Because of a joke from the pilot. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are worse ways to get an actor. Yep. I mean, I yeah. guess what is he doing? Full House? Full Fuller House. I mean, not at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel walks up to the stage, and she's like, Miss Corcoran, I'm Rachel Berry. I'm your daughter. And Shelby just stares at her like, um, shit, what now? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want yeah. her to actually come to me. Yeah. And they, like the next, the scene, the scene after the commercial break is the two of them having a discussion, but they're sitting like three rows apart and like five chairs away from each <laughs> other in the, uh, in the auditorium that they're in. <laughs> and the whole conversation is basically... Shelby saying like, "Well, what I what I what I'm realizing now was that I really wanted to get to know Rachel in her formative years, like when she was a child, and not Rachel as a teen." Yeah. And because I didn't imagine, like this is not what I imagined happening. I have to leave now. Yeah. Um. And Rachel's like, "But we could go get dinner." And she's like, "No." Yeah. Yeah. And. This scene also basically punches the audience in the face, as my Emma so eloquently said, with that one line that Rachel says about, like, isn't this so dramatic or whatever, <laughs> the way we're sitting? Yeah, it w- <laughs> even, yeah, it, that's, that's, I think that's literally what it is, Vigil. <laughs> why, why does the show feel the need to lampshade everything? It's not an interesting... Because it's Ryan it's Murphy. <laughs> it's not an interesting trope, lampshading. It's fine if you use it sparingly. It can be funny. Because I... it was 2010 and we didn't know what tropes I were I thought yet. it was funny because it came from Rachel and I'm thinking, oh, of course you'd say something like that, you dramatic little <laughs> shit. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that it was going to be funny because Rachel was having a moment of self-awareness. <laughs> I, no, she's she's always self-aware, but only, like, in terms of the most dramatic ways. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't think it was amusing that she said, oh, it must be our genetics. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, um, <laughs> so there, there's a commercial break between, hey, I'm your daughter and them sitting. And mm-hmm. so we don't see what happens to Quinn and Mercedes after this. So I would like to assume that the entire time Rachel and Shelby's are having this conversation, Quinn and Mercedes are in the mezzanine just like eating popcorn being like, holy shit, what's going on now? <laughs> what if they're just inching towards the door though? <laughs> see, my my thought was going to be either that or that Shelby had just gone like, everybody get out of here now. And then we didn't get a cut of the two of them sitting in whoever's car was driving and them just like hanging out just like should we go in after her nah <laughs> look if something happens to rachel she will scream so loudly that we will be able to hear it through several layers of cinder block how did rachel get <laughs> home if her ride was gone that's why i'm saying i think they that's waited funny. for her oh i didn't hear you say that bit so yeah so yeah that scene sucked <laughs> as well yeah Kachunk. <laughs> The next plot. Get it out of the way. Yep. Ne- next scene is Will. Uh, Will is in his office doing research, and Finn comes in and says, "Can Can Artie and Matt and Puck and Mike and I uh, do something else for Lady Gaga Week because we're too hat and too sis?" And Will says, "Okay. Uh, what do you What would you suggest?" And Finn says, "I have an idea." I already had an idea. He came in there ready. It's like, Shoe, well, Mr. Shoe, I don't think you said men's rights enough. <laughs> <sighs> to be fair, from what I understand, kind of fair as well. They seem yeah. to just do whatever the girls say. But then again, do the guys ever have any input before now? Mm, probably, I don't mm. think so. Probably because... Let, let, okay, so let's count out the guys. We have Kurt, who sides with the girls anyways. Finn, who has yes. confidence issues. Puck, who is yes. the horn dog, and so everyone just kind of writes off his suggestions because don't really always want to follow your lead. Mm-hmm. Artie's mm-hmm. also a horn dog. Mm-hmm. Don't want to follow his lead either. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike barely talks, and Matt barely talks. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to Matt <laughs> we'll later. We'll get to Matt pretty soon, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we just kind of we kind of slide out of this scene. With Puck talking to Quinn, mm-hmm. he's like, hey, I want to name the kid mm-hmm. Jack Daniels. And she says, we're not naming the baby that, it's a girl. Fine then, Jackie Daniels. Do we? And she's like, <laughs> no! What are you thinking of? Why? I was like, well, I don't know, I just thought it was Kind cool. of a funny scene. I gotta that was say, Jack Daniel. <laughs> Go ahead. I gotta say, for the, for the two scenes that they have, that was my favorite uh, subplot of the episode. <laughs> um... Well, is Jack Daniels a better or worse name than Drizzle? I, I, Jack Daniels is absolutely a better worse. name. Worse. <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> we'll make it a Twitter poll when the episode drops. So, and then that scene just kind of slides Kachunk into <laughs> Kurt and yep. Tina walking down the hall in Lady Gaga outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kurt looks like a gay Hamilton uh, Kurt character. Is... <laughs> he the does. King. This is uh Kurt's outfit is a is an adaptation of an Alexander McQueen outfit that Lady Gaga wore before in or before twenty ten. 
and Tina is wearing an adaptation of a Hussein Chalayan uh, outfit that also was worn uh, probably around the same time period. Bubble dress. Yes. Uh, fun fun trivia here is that during dialogue scenes, uh, Jenna Ushkowitz had to hold her breath and not move because otherwise all of the plastic uh, <laughs> ornament bubbles on her outfit would just rattle and shake so much they couldn't use the audio. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. In in the behind the scenes video, they had a moment where she was like, "Okay, everyone, brace yourselves and cover your ears," and she just like rattled around for a couple of seconds. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, that is that is pretty funny. I thought it was gonna be squeaking. I thought they were plastic. They well, are like... plastic, but they're like they're like those kind of like hollow ornaments and yeah. stuff. So it's more like a like a click click mm. click click click. Yeah. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they're they're hard plastic, not soft plastic. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. That was so that so this is a nothing of a scene. It's basically yeah. there are various scenes where Kurt gets bullied by Azimio and Karofsky because he's gay, and that's mockable. Ha ha Got him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heteronormativity. I mean, it, like th- they do serve a purpose, which is to just make sure you understand how hard Kurt gets it, and that his options seem to be completely bury himself or live the way he wants to and get shit mm-hmm. on. Yeah, Kurt's kind of the suffer puppet for yeah. this episode. It's 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 just some dumb shit, and I really just wanted Kurt to take off his heel and just hug yeah, it at their heads. Like, the, these kind of scenes definitely have a place, especially in stories centered around queer characters, because like obviously someone who's outwardly presenting as queer is going to suffer a lot of hardship. It's just there's something there there's mm-hmm. something missing from these episodes that makes you go. I don't I don't even know what miss. There's a certain je ne sais quoi that just doesn't quite make these scenes land. Maybe it's the fact yeah. that they were written in 2010. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it's also the fact that Kurt is M- the maybe- Kurt has finally sinned. Maybe it's the fact that until like that we haven't had like a whole lot of scenes so far like affirming Kurt in his choice of like in his choice of outfit and in his identity as a gay man. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Honestly, obviously horrible that they're bullying him for yeah. Dressing yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> why does why is he wearing it to class? Because. Because. Because, 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 because of all of the gay things he does. Be- <laughs> <laughs> he is a friend of Dorothy. <laughs> Shut up, Tanner. Like pra- <laughs> Practically though. Probably because the costume and hair and makeup departments worked so hard that they were like, we gotta have, we gotta have this as much as possible. We gotta make it worth the time and the effort <laughs> oh, that they put oh, in. Oh, did, did, actually, the, all the costumes were made by the House of Gaga. No. Yeah. Maybe, maybe part of the deal was that they had to, like, 
was that they had to feature it, it, it for so many minutes of time. That's possible, but I, I do know that when Ryan Murphy contacted Lady Gaga to like get the rights to some songs and some costumes, she was like, no, I love this show. I have no idea what Lady Gaga sounds like. I love this show. You can have all of my songs, my entire catalog. Madonna gave you her whole catalog. You can have my whole catalog. And here's the House of Gaga. You can have any costume that I have worn in my entire two-year history as a pop sensation. They they used two songs. Okay, um, I I definitely do believe that that happened. I just know I also watched the uh I watched like the behind the scenes video that they made for this episode, and the hair and makeup department specifically mentions like we had to specifically create all of the wigs and stuff that were worn in this episode to make it look like you know a high schooler was trying to approximate a Gaga oh, okay. outfit. Maybe she just gave them the like the the IP rights for the outfits then. Maybe she said, "Here, you can uh, you can borrow my my seamstresses and my uh, and all of my people who do the fashion designing. We'll help you assemble it, but you got to come up with it yourself." <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I can't believe they didn't use the meat dress. There, so this was before the meat dress, actually. It was before the meat dress. Oh, really? The meat dress was September of that year. I actually was just looking it up to check. Oh. Huh. Okay. Well, that explains it. They would have. They would have. They would have, but it wouldn't have been Leah Michelle wearing it. <laughs> Time for everyone else's outfit reveals. Oh so it's it's not going to work to just say like who the outfit's designed by. So we'll give you a, a quick rundown on what the outfits look mm-hmm. like. Brittany is wearing a a silver paper mache lobster hat. Gwyn is dressed in pink with silver yes. hoops, and she has like a a big spiky thing. <laughs> yes. Also, who knows where that pe- pregnancy bump went? It's under the hoop skirt. Uh, Mercedes they, has a glittery bodysuit with some big shoulders and a purple bow hair. Santana mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, dressed all in black, very sheer stuff with a big Christmas bow on her head. Um, and mm-hmm. then Rachel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rachel. Do, do, we want, do we want to address this in the order in which it occurred? Sure. Basically, everyone, like, we get to see, you know all the rest of the girls' outfits and stuff, and everyone's like, whoa, these are so cool. And then someone's like, wait a second, I haven't heard Rachel complain in a while, where is she? And then (laughs) Mercedes is like, she's going through some stuff right now. And and then (laughs) Will is like, okay, but like, what happened? And Quinn is like, okay, so... And they they tell everyone, you know, like, yeah, so Vogel Durden's coach is actually Rachel's mom, like her bio mom. And everyone else is like, oof, mm-hmm. okay. And Puck is like, oh, she's, so she's going to jump ship. And then Rachel walks in and she's like, no, I'm staying here. And my therapist is moving into our house for a while. Yeah. So that was that that was a weird call. Yeah. And. Rachel had to make her outfit herself. What's she wearing? Bunch of stuffed animals stapled to a ugly dress. Literally that. It, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. the Kermit the Frog look. The Kermit mm-hmm. the Frog look? Yeah, yeah Lady Gaga wore a dress that was entirely made of uh, Kermit the Frog plushies. Huh. It was a metaphor for the fur industry. I hold Lady Gaga here. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have trivia from uh, some of these uh, from some of these costumes. 
Oh, please share. What's thou like yeah, to hear it? <laughs> okay. Um so with Heather Morris's uh lobster headpiece, um she said that she kept getting headaches because the headband on the lobster part was so tight that it was like pressing into her head. <laughs> um Rachel's costume was in fact made with thrifted stuffed animals that they took the stuffing out of so it would be less heavy mm, to wear. Yeah. Um, and then Chris's, uh, or Kurt's shoes were kind of, like, deconstructed, reconstructed, um, giant, like, platform boots from, like, a, from, like, a drag store, but they were based on a specific kind of shoe that was made by Alexander McQueen, that apparently there's only, like, four true pairs of them in the entire world. And I think the Glee Wiki had a note that there was something like one of these pairs was worn by Diana Agron in a music video or something. It was mm. strange. Also, Chris was like, it was so hard to learn how to walk in 10 inch heels and like relatable. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's fun. Hey, is the person who plays Kurt gay in real life? Yes. OK. Yes. That makes things marginally better. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was worried about that. Hey, I'm looking at the Lady Gaga Kermit coat, by the way, now, and it's haunting. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's uh-huh. a lot of Lady Gaga's look though. She's trying to be haunting. Yeah. I remember yeah. this is this is classic Gaga. I mean Lady Gaga <laughs> was like normal for I think five years, and now she's slowly easing back into the weird shit. Oh well that's nice. Good for yeah. her. Dipping her toes back in. Yeah. I saw one of my friends, one of my extremely gay friends, said that the period lasting from Jolene to A Star is Born is when she belonged to the Straits, and now we finally have her back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's time. It's time for an out-of-body 2010 experience. Because when the music started playing, I did not hear Lady Gaga's bad romance. I heard... Malik Blishtar and Bakura singing Leather Pants. I thought that that's, that that bad romance was certainly one of the better musical numbers in the episode. It's I'm gonna tip my hand. It was probably Very the best true. musical number out of all of them. It's second. Mm-hmm. I feel like I might agree with you, but I I don't remember what I put at the end of the episode. I like it because it has depth because you can easily hear all of the various girls' voices in all their various parts. You can tell which, like, you can tell yes. what's being sung by Tina or Mercedes or Quinn or Santana or mm-hmm. Kurt. I don't know if Rachel got a solo. You in know it. what's nice? Rachel did not have the lead at all in this musical number. How refreshing I love is that? To see Rachel suffer. <laughs> I love to see everyone else get showtime. <laughs> also, like the harmonies they had in Bad Romance are just like Chef's mm-hmm. Kiss, so mm-hmm. good. Oh, also, uh, during the live tour when they performed this number, Mike also joined in, and he wore the red lace outfit. That doesn't surprise me. Here's a fun trivia from this specific scene. Um, Apparently, Leah Michelle got injured while they were doing this number. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) That that is nice. I'm willing to bet that it was probably something along the lines of, like, when they were walking on the plexiglass uh, platforms on the stage, she probably, yeah. like, tripped and fell or something. Which, yep. understandable. Slipped. Broken ankle. 
twisted of some variety. They didn't. They didn't have that part on the Glee wiki, and I didn't feel like trying to look it up. Yeah, no, today. I wouldn't. I would. I don't blame you for that. It's, it's it's more fun to just make our own assumptions onto what happened to her. Yeah. Um. <laughs> also, during the walk, walk fashion baby scene, like you see Leah <laughs> trying, probably trying to look sexy, but she just looks fucking haggard, and with and with the nasty plushy dress, <laughs> she's just like ugh. <laughs> Some kind of stuffy zombie. Yeah. Y'all want me to drop a uh, screenshot that I have from this particular musical number oh, in the chat? <laughs> One sec, let me see if I can actually get it to recognize that Discord exists. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post it on Twitter. It's the It's a scene of... It's a scene from Bad Romance. Kurt hit the whip. Yes. Can't believe he'd do this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're <laughs> we're an hour into recording already. We've had a lot to say. All right. Chunk. I don't want to be French. Anyways, Finn. He's doing some face paint in the bathroom. What? But Azimio and Croftsy are there too. They say being in football and glee club doesn't make you versatile; it makes you bisexual. Because mm-hmm. those I, are the two genders. <laughs> I must say, I was watching this with Emma, of course, because I can only watch Glee with somebody who can support me in Makes my sense. time of need and give mm-hmm. me a kiss on the cheek when it gets too hard. Um, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, are, are they doing David Bowie?" And I was like, "I wish <laughs> I knew what was happening." No. It would have been much more interesting if it was David Bowie is the thing. It would have been more it would have been more yes. fitting as well because Lady Gaga basically just did what David Bowie did in the 80s again but yeah. from a woman's perspective. And mm-hmm. and Puck even mm-hmm. name drops David Bowie at the beginning of the episode. He's like, isn't Lady Gaga kind of like David Bowie? <laughs> yes, directly. <sighs> but no. They couldn't get the rights to any of David Bowie's music know, in time. so sad. So I wonder yeah. what song would they have done if they got to do a David Bowie? Mm, I think it's gonna be a long, long time. That's Elton They could have done Under Pressure. That is, un- I'm thinking of, uh, not Rocket Man, the other one. Under Pressure Starman? would be a good one. No, uh, yeah. th- this not has Starman? got control to Major Tom? Yes. Space Oddity. Yes. Oh, Did yeah. Did they do an Elton John episode? They must have. They didn't. Fuck, fuck you, Glee. They, I, I know you. they easily could have. I don't even know if they did any Elton John songs. Huh? Rocket Man would have been fucking directly great for this show. Oh, they they mashed up an Elton John song with a Madonna song. Fuck you, Glee. No, it, it's actually my favorite song. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I mean, good that it was good, but also fuck you, Glee. Kachunk. Kachunk. Uh, the the bullies say that oh, being gay must be contagious, and damn, I wish. Anyways, <laughs> and then they leave the bathroom without washing their hands, which I wish I could say that surprised no, all me. All men do but... it. Finn Hudson would never. That's true. Carol raised him exactly. better than that. No, I think Finn Hudson would. Well, fine. So anyway, Ray. 
Rachel storms into, like, the vocal adrenaline rehearsal. Again. And she's like... In a trench coat. Look look at my shitty dress, Shelby. I need my mommy to fix it. Mommy! This this episode is heteronormative parents, the episode. Because Rachel's like, my two gay dads can't sew. I need my mom to help me make a dress. Mm -hmm. I noticed that. My two gay dads are not as gay as Kurt is. (sighs) Anyways, ka-chunk. Yeah, so... (laughs) Rachel now has a new dress. She... (laughs) Yes, it's it's a it's kind of like it's actually kind of like chessboard ish. It's like black and lots of like silver and black check it's, and stuff. It's fucking basic because Rachel is basic. It's fine. And my note here is: How do they not? How do they know that her dress is or is not bugged? <laughs> yeah, that was my thought, Mister Shoe. Be- it's Rachel. They put bugs in her. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I genuinely thought that was going to be the conflict of the episode, but I don't think that um, they would have done that now, in retrospect. That would be too interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Will Will looks like he's conflicted about Rachel having a dress made by her mom or something, but it's okay, because it's time for another musical number. Hang on, I have to step away from my mic for this part. Are you ready to wreck? Anybody in the great cup want to get wrecked? Tanner, only pieces of that were coming through Discord. (laughs) Is what I heard. Well, we'll see if it comes through at all. I basically said, Ohio! (laughs) Are you ready to wreck? Yep. Anybody in this great cup want to get licked? This, (sighs) This is another thing that me and Emma agreed on. They don't have the voice to do kiss at all. They made it too poppy. Kiss Kiss has this gravelly effect to the voice, and it's great. They are And there's no magical voice. girl transformations either. No. They mm-hmm. They're little baby boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think this is a fine musical number. Like somehow they found the money and the resources to do pyrotechnics in just a rehearsal yep. for fun. But, like, the boys are all having a good time, and then the, the Gaga team that's spectating is having, like, a fun time watching them. Like, they all cheer like they're roadies yeah. and stuff. Fun fact, um, the boys' kiss makeup took up an entire trailer, like, on, like, in production. An entire trailer? They had the- mm-hmm. Jeez. That's a lot of kiss makeup. Yeah. Yup. Probably because they had to do it multiple times for, like, multiple mm-hmm. days of filming, too. That's a lot of that's a lot of work for a little bit of payoff. Yeah, they mm-hmm. went over budget uh, on this episode. That doesn't yeah, surprise definitely me. Definitely, they did. But yeah, they sing "Shout It Out Loud" by Kiss, and it's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. And then, and then Will's like, "Oh, boys, you did so good, but what does it mean about your personality?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just talked yeah. about the personality of the Kiss boys. Yeah, and Matt says his first line. Yes, his first line in the in, in the entire series so far. Episode twenty is how long it took for Matt Rutherford to get a single line. 
Yeah. I was gonna say, it seems like they only have the other Asian person to say so they can point to him and say, look, we're not racist, we have two Asians. In good news is that Mike does get more character development in the second season. Starting the second well, that's season. That's good. Mm-hmm. And Matt gets written off. <laughs> yup. <laughs> that's... I can anyway. expect that. I should have expected that. Matt's first line is, yeah, and I'm dressed as the guy who replaced Artie when he quit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt. <sighs> you deserve so much better. Oh, yeah. Kachunk. Kurt and Tina get assaulted. Kachunk. Yeah. Actually, I think it was just Kurt. I think they just passed by Tina, too. No, they're fine with, they're fine huh. with Tina because she's woman. Yeah. <sighs> Kachunk. Moving on. It's just yep. a moist towelette. <laughs> it is just a moist towelette. Ignore the fact that I was being predatory the entire time and this is predicated on false pretenses. It's yeah. just a moist towelette. I mean, I, okay, to, to give some context for this. <laughs> yeah, we probably need to yes, give context, it, huh? <laughs> it's Finn and Kurt in the murder basement. Uh, as Kurt is trying to repair his costume and Finn is trying to clean off his kiss makeup. And Kurt's like, next mm-hmm. time you see your friends, can you tell them not to damage my clothes while they're just, like, traumatizing me? And Finn's like, why can't you just be normal? Gah! And Kurt's like, it's easy for you to say because you're a normal jock and I'm extremely homosexual. Or something along those lines. Yeah. And again, I get what he's saying, but he is trying to, and there was only one bed Finn. And it's not as cute mm-hmm. when it happens, yes. like, when it's staged. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. And th- Finn Finn then uh, is, like, having issues with getting his makeup off. And Kurt's like, oh, my God, you don't even know how to do this. And tries to help him get his makeup off. And Finn freaks out and, like, leaves to go do something else. To go use another yeah. bathroom, he I guess. He says he's going to take it off in the laundry room. I'm guessing that means he's going to just, like, go stick his face underneath the dump sink. <laughs> or stick his face in the washing machine. He would. Yeah, Finn would, would do that. Kachunk? Yeah. Kachunk. Will is concerned that Shelby is not as committed to the reunion as Rachel is. Uh, and Shelby's like, yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, and also, uh, guess what? <laughs> Rachel is the only child that Shelby will ever be able to give birth to. Yeah, what was the point of that? Drama. That the idea was like, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone? <laughs> I guess so. In this case, it's it's Shelby's ability In to have children biologically. <laughs> yep, I will. You know, I will give the episode this. They telegraph their plot points smartly enough that we can kind of rip through the second half because we've already established what's going on in the first half of the episode. And a lot of this episode is just kind mm-hmm. of waiting for the penny to drop in regards to people realizing their own shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in this case, it's like Shelby... It's the same kind of thing that was expressed earlier when Shelby and Rachel were first meeting in person... Where Shelby's like, I want my baby back, but also I know that Rachel doesn't need me in her life. I guess she does if she needs to fucking sew a dress or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) My only other note here is that Will has the emotional knowledge brain cell this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, debatable. 
He has it in this scene, certainly. There you at, go. at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. My next note is, in all caps, I forgot this was the episode when Finn yeah. used a slur. Oh, yeah, this is the reason why I wanted to be on this one, too. <laughs> this was the entire- Yeah, because, uh- <laughs> On the cheat sheet, this is all I wrote on the, the episode, like, this is the episode where Finn says a slur. Um, but for- Yep. Ka-chunk. Ka-chunk, Kurt skipped school to make his ba- the basement into a gay harem den. Yes. Again. Exactly. My note here was <laughs> my note here was early 1900s movie set in the Middle East. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it was. Mhm. Diminishing returns for sk- Vigil, do you want to take this scene? Yeah, diminishing <laughs> returns for skipping school by the way. The room looks like shit. <laughs> um <laughs> So, Kurt's redecorated his room from, honestly, still looking like shit, kind of like a white, just whiteness, to this, like, sex den. It looks like a hookah parlor or something. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got two beds. <laughs> I don't know why he has a British accent. He's like, I, I have two beds, and I have a privacy partition. And, he, and... <laughs> and he's like, that's not a partition. That's whatever the fuck he said. And it's just like... The hard yeah, F. Like, you gotta get rid of this F-slur... The F-slur couch and this F-slur partition and all that. And then... And the and then pillow. Who I th- genuinely thought was Finn's dad. Genuinely <laughs> thought was oh. Finn's dad. And I thought that, like, wow, he's being very hard. Oh, no. Came in and just berates Finn in a, like, I get it. I get what they were going for, but they are not, they didn't earn this scene at all. Basically just berates Finn and says, you're not allowed to use this scene. I know how men like you are. I grew up in it. I would have thought that you would have learned better growing up with your mom, but no. And then he's like, get out of my house. So I guess he's just gets, he just lives on the street now. The uh, for for at least I, I I don't I don't know what happens. <laughs> Probably realistically, he might have gone to stay with like Mike or Matt yeah. or something like that. Can't stay at Puck's because Puck has caught his ex girlfriend. Yup. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, see, Finn has a point at the start because he's pissed at Kurt for being all leery and creepy towards Finn, and Finn has to like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be uncomfortable in his own room. Yep. Yeah, like he, Finn specifically mentions that part of the reason why he doesn't want to share a live share a sleeping space with Kurt is because he is fully aware of the fact that Kurt has a crush on him, and he absolutely does not want any part of yep. that. And and also that he 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 specifically mentions I don't change clothes around you because you're. Because your persistent romantic interest makes me that uncomfortable. And Kurt, completely valid. And I don't want to say that Kurt is gaslighting Finn, but I feel like Kurt is trying to gaslight Finn because at no point in the series does he ever own up to this. He's extremely like, Finn, I don't know what you're talking about. This definitely isn't happening. I think you're just overreacting and being homophobic, and you don't want to be homophobic, do you? And, I, and yeah, then Finn just says, no, I'm going to be the most homophobic. <laughs> He's hiding behind the veil of being gay to allow him to be a predator. It's kind of like James Charles. Oof. In that regard. (laughs) The baby James Charles was watching Glee and said, I have a brilliant idea. 
<laughs> what if I? What if oh, I do this? Oh no! Oh no! Oh my god! No, it genuinely like nobody was in the right here. Finn, even slightly more so though. Before he was directly homophobic about it, Finn was absolutely in the moral in the moral clear because Kurt is a. I'm not even going to say he was being predatory. Kurt's a predator. <laughs> yeah. The only person who's in the right is Bert, because Bert doesn't, like, is not aware of Kurt's side of things. All he hears is someone saying a slur at his kid, and is like, I am going to kill this child. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Does knowing that Bert is Kurt's father change your percept, like, change how this scene, like, how the scene is, like, does it change what you think it's of the scene? even slightly in specific. <laughs> even just a tiny okay, bit good. better, but... Uh, I mean, in general, I don't fucking... I was... In general, it's just not... This, this show did not earn it either way. Yeah, yeah, that, that's... That's the nail Kurt on the head the there. Worst. Kurt is the worst. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then before we chunk out, uh, Bert, like, after he kicks Finn out, he looks around, he's like, and this room looks great. Yeah, he just, like, growls it. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going to affirm my son! He And he and Kurt do have a nice little touching moment, because before he yeah. leaves, he, like, he, like, pats Kurt on the shoulder, like, are you gonna be okay? And and Kurt, like, holds his hand like, in the sense of, like, yes, I'm gonna be okay, I just need to cry right now. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'll like, leave you to it. Like, and touches leaves. his hand and stuff, and I thought that was nice. I did think that was nice. Yeah. And at the very least, like, I can mm-hmm. tell you that Kurt and Finn both improve as characters uh, by the series' end. Yes. Very, I mean, very definitely. Thank Kurt, God. Kurt remains obnoxious at several important points, but, like, not in a creepy way. Yeah. Good. I mean, Kurt, that's the other thing, is that Kurt is also just obnoxious and holier than thou. Of course he is. He's Ryan Murphy's self-insert yeah. character. It, it gets, it, like, the worst of it does come out when, like, starting in season two, he's paired more often with Rachel, who's Ryan Murphy's other self-insert character. Mm. <sighs> I love to hear that. Yeah. So anyways, ka-chunk to the next day. Ka-chunk. Yeah. In this scene, they're all just hanging out in the choir room, and the the Gaga team is still in costume, and Finn is like, Kurt, I would like to talk to you. And Kurt is like, you have nothing to say to me. It does also have Kurt talking to and, Tina and saying, you look like you should be in orbit. And Tina complains, my balls keep falling off. And Kurt replies, I've been there. Yeah, what what what, what the fuck was that? <laughs> You know, sometimes people just say words. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been there. I think that was a homophobia thing. Was that homophobic on Ryan Murphy's part? Ryan Murphy is also gay. I, I don't oh, Ryan know. Murphy is gay? I don't know. Yeah. Yes, he is. You think you have the better... You would have made a better show. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, time for Puck to have a moment of emotional oh clarity. Boy. He gets like three per season. Mm-hmm. He, he, he steps up to the front of the classroom and he says, Everyone, I want to tell you guys something. My dad was a, my dad was a very absent father and I don't want to be that 
for a flat baby. And then he calls the KISS team his KISS mates. KISS mates. Wanky. And, and then he says, let's all sing a song to Quinn. And specifically to Flat Baby. Yeah. And they do a stool choir. By the way, my favorite scene in the episode. Huh. Huh. I don't know. It's just a good song. I like Bath by Kiss. Um, I think I thought it was sweet. And that's the only scene in the show that I thought was sweet. So, or in the episode. <laughs> so, for, for for what it's worth, I thought it was a good scene. My favorite scene. Nice. I'm glad to hear that. It's just hard to fuck up a good song. That's true. They they do it later, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's a pretty simple song. Um, Puck is the lead, except for the part where Finn gets to sing a verse about like houses and homes. How convenient and stuff. it was that you got to sing a song that had a verse about houses when just a few weeks ago Kurt sang a song about houses and homes to you. <laughs> Did that happen? Mm-hmm. That happened. The- oh my yeah. god! Yeah, it's Ryan Murphy's attempt. At no, I'm pretty sure this is entirely accidental and coincidental. That also would not surprise me. And my only note here is that, like, Puck's song, like, like Beth is still kind of a song about being an absent mm-hmm. father. So it's kind of a self-defeating purpose to Puck saying, like, I would like to be here for the child. When the song is, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm out hanging with my buds, and what can I do? Yeah, I guess it's him kind of saying, kind of talking about his own father while saying just name the just name the child Beth kind of thing. So Puck is Beth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, I I get that. I, I read it kind of I read it kind of like Puck owning up to the fact that he is like he doesn't really have an option but to be an absent father because they're giving up the baby. But he, uh, this is him saying, "Oh, I understand why this is such an emotional situation for you." And why it should be one for me. And so here's here's me, like, acknowledging this the whole mess of the situation. And hey, can we name her Beth and at least hold her before we give her off to a stranger? Yeah, exactly. It's why it's a very sweet scene. Okay. I accept this interpretation. <laughs> anyway, Kerchunk. If this was the only episode of Glee I'd seen, and it is. Um, except for the last one, I would think Puck <laughs> was a very good character. You know, I, I I like Puck. I I try to like Puck. He definitely has a lot of moments that endear him to me. So I I'm with you, Vigil. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so the next Kerchunk is um, Rachel. No, Shelby comes into the New Directions Auditorium. And she's like, why'd your dad's name you Rachel? And, uh, oh, they're big Friends fans. <laughs> oh, do you mean, Tanner, that this is the scene where Shelby White Fangs Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. She's like, listen, I want a baby, and you're a 25-year-old, 16-year-old, so I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> she says. She specifically says, I might be your mother, but I'm not your mom. Yeah. But I ain't your daddy. So let's... let's <laughs> That's kind. Yep. It's kind of fair, but also, 
Elsa is the worst. She's like, let's be distantly grateful for each other until we're emotionally mature enough to have a parent-child relationship. Oh, and then, and then mm-hmm. she gives her... And then they hug and squint cry in the same way. <laughs> and then she gives her a chalice with a gold star on it. And, and Rachel mm-hmm. is thinking, wow, genetics, gold stars. If you get thirsty, drink yep. some water out of this. Yeah, because in, we didn't talk about it in the earlier scene, but when they were first meeting in person, Rachel said, she told a story about how basically like, oh, when my dad's, whenever I was sad when I was a kid, my dad's would get me a glass of water. Uh, and and Shelby's like, whenever you're sad, drink a, drink from this chalice and remember Whenever me. you get oh. thirsty, think of your mother. I forget. <laughs> no! Oh, no! I forgot I didn't no. notice that scene. Alright, that was before I was watching, right? No, that was that was uh, in the auditorium. That... They were dramatically staged. Oh. Okay, I, I wasn't paying attention because I was thinking about how shitty this show was. Fair. Um, <laughs> the valid, only thing valid. I wanted to point out was that that was an Irish coffee mug and not like a glass for water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just made me want an Irish coffee more than anything. I mean, you deserve one after this. Also valid. <laughs> Especially after Can't the next really. song. So Rachel hollers for Brad the pianist, because he's always just around. Yes. He appears from the ether. <laughs> hey, Vigil, what's... That delights me, and I can't wait for Brad to have lines. Hey, Vigil, what song do they sing? <laughs> poker Face, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrically, mm-hmm. it's Poker Face, kind of. They sing yeah. it in a major key, and also the worst... That picture I sent, that was a genuine reaction to it. I could tell. <laughs> they sent us a picture that I'm assuming that Emma yep. probably took um, of you with your head in your hands. You just looked absolutely just defeated. <laughs> I couldn't take it. Which is what? valid. Because the song is not appropriate for a mother and daughter to then sing. look at they keep in the line about bluffing with your muffin. Yep. And stunning with my love, Which, Blue Gunning. Um, those are exact. They mean exactly what you think they mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're talking about their respective pussies. <laughs> <laughs> there is a clip from an Idina Menzel concert that she did where she sings this arrangement of yeah. Poker Face, and then halfway through the song, mm-hmm. she stops. She's mm-hmm. like, wait, you don't understand why I'm singing this. And she explains to the audience the whole, like, build-up to why she's, like, Poker Face happened in the show. And even she was like, mm-hmm. this doesn't mm-hmm. seem like the right song for mm-hmm. a mother-daughter mm-hmm. reunion, but you know what? Mm-hmm. I need a job, so fuck it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I-, I can confirm. In... I think I went to go... I think she came to my city when I... Like, that would have been probably, like... December of 2010, and I can confirm, I do remember her saying that when she sang that in concert. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. it's in a major key, basically. And and the parts mm-hmm. where Lady Gaga is, is basically like talk singing kind of thing are directly sung yeah. in, that, in that same major key. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty horrible. Genuinely pretty horrible. I don't know what they did to this song, but... Look how they massacred my boy. It ve- it veers into <laughs> self-parody. Yeah. Here here here's a terrifying bit of trivia. Oh. 
Oh, oh, po- oh. Poker Face is the 10th best-selling Glee song of all time. Because, because it was it was released at the height of the Lady Gaga craze and the height of the Glee craze, and it had Idina Menzel and it had Leah Michelle. That's it was fair. The, it was a perfect storm of bullshit. Yeah. I I would like to offer a revision that should be done to this scene. Like a song change? Yes, a song is change. Is it the same song I have in Specifically, mind? Specifically. Do you have no. Brown Eyes? Wait, is Brown Eyes a Lady Gaga song? Brown Eyes is a Lady Gaga song. It's also off the fame. So it came out in 2008. So it's from before the show was being written. Or at least before this yeah. scene would have been written. Um, and I, I, I am suggesting Brown Eyes for the consideration of the committee. Mostly because it's it's a little bit on the slower side, but also it has lyrics that go... In your brown eyes, I couldn't stay. In your brown eyes, they'll watch her go, then turn the record on and wonder what went wrong, what went wrong. That would have been very fitting. And it's not explicitly about romance. Mm-hmm. My suggestion my and suggestion sex. is explicitly about romance, but it's about an amical br- breakup, because I was thinking of AA, Nothing Else I Can Say, which is also from the fame. Oh, Boy, you've okay. had a real good time, and I wish you the best on your way. I didn't mean to hurt you. I never thought we'd fall out of place. That's also a good choice. I think brown eyes would yeah. fit better, though. Because, yeah, if if they did do AA, nothing else I can say, we would have to sit through them singing several points, cherry, cherry, boom, boom. <laughs> Woof. Still. Uh, the last kerchunk. Oh, wait, hold up. First, I would like to sit. Would you like me to send you all the meme that I made now? Or at Let, the oh, end let's of hear the it episode? at the end of the episode. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll wait then. It's fine. Send it now. Vigil's the guest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, genuinely. Listeners, I have I have sent them a meme that is Shelby and Rachel photoshopped into the my job here is done, but you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I spent actual time on this in Photoshop. <laughs> Good. All right. The last kerchunk. Last yes. Scene. So Finally. everyone is in the choir room and they're all in their Lady Gaga and their kiss clothes. And Will's like, why are you still dressed like that? And Artie's like, well, we were hoping you would tell us what our lesson was today. And hey, remember when you were asking why Will was having them do Lady Gaga and just copy vocal adrenaline? Well, guess what? Will's answer is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be fun, right? I, I thought that that's what they were going to do at regionals, honestly. Oh, no, you never actually see the song they're performing at regionals before regionals. They always come up with them the day of. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. from a, from a, from a, like, a club perspective. Had they, did they lose? Stay, t- Stay tuned. <laughs> listen, okay. listen, when we had Riley on, Riley the show choir <laughs> expert, they already had a complete meltdown on how poorly mm-hmm. executed mm-hmm. these tournaments are. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Just go back and listen to episode thirteen. Yeah. But the, I will for future for reference. But the I important guess. part is that Tina is back in the spotlight ever so briefly. Yes, because Tina is back in her gothic clothes, and guess what? Um, <laughs> instead of trying to convince Figgins that she's not a vampire, Tina decided to leave the fuck in. And yeah, she just doubled down on it, and she. <laughs> she showed up outside of Fagan's office at twilight 
in in a vampire cloak with fangs and everything, and she told him that her vampire dad, the king of the vampires, was going to was going to drink his blood if Vigans didn't let her did not let her dress mm-hmm. like a gothic. I'm like, you know what? Good for you, Tina. It was pretty funny. It was decent. Mm-hmm. Now I need to, uh, I need to quickly check something. Or theatricality. Sorry, I'm trying to check if the vampire thing ever got referenced again. I'm certain that it didn't. Okay. Probably, right. yes. Probably so, that is correct. So the fun thing about the vampire thing is that it does get referenced one point later. Oh, in season, really? In the season three episode, we get in a side gag where she has convinced Figgins to let her pass uh, P.E. <laughs> yeah. She does. That, that's a very she good idea. Have to pass Jim because she's a vampire. Um, oh, fair. When I was writing my season four fanfic of Glee, I made this into a whole Halloween episode that starts with Figgins having a nightmare about Tina turning everyone in school into vampires, and it was set to teeth by Lady Gaga. That's fine. That, that's pretty good. And so, that's valid. so then he bars her from participating in the student president elections. <laughs> okay. So then, so then she gets huh. the new Christian kid Joe to help her stage an exorcism. <laughs> huh. That's funny. That's pretty. That's pretty good. See, that's I can write Glee. <laughs> Absolutely, I could lower can, myself Tanner. to that level. I believe you. Anybody can write Glee better than the people who write Glee. <laughs> no, you mm-hmm. see, when you're writing for Glee, you can't write a good. You have to write it in a specific kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to deliberately yes. create trash. Like you, and you can do that without like being problematic, but it has to be just a little bit feral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so Tina is a vampire, and then mm-hmm. uh, we cut to Kurt, who's about to be murdered by Azimio and Karofsky, and then Kurt's mm-hmm. like, listen, you can destroy me, and you can ruin my gay Hamilton outfit, but you'll never take my freedom because you'll you'll be gar- always be garbage people, and I'm <laughs> super cool, gay, the inspiration. You're not cool at all, Kurt. You suck. <sighs> and then Finn shows up in a shower curtain, specifically in an outfit made yep, out of a shower he's, curtain. He's gagged himself up. He did it. Yes, and Finn has a little speech here where he's like, "I know I have a lot of work to do about being accepting of people." Especially non-straight people, uh, but I'm grateful for you helping me to realize that I needed that I need to be better about this, Kurt. And Karofsky and Azimio are just like, okay, well, uh, we can we can take two of you, and then from behind them they hear, but can't you take all of us? And the rest of the privileged misfits show and up the still Avengers in costume. Are here. Joss Whedon did this one too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Homophobia is over! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they uh the rest of the the rest of the privileged misfits show up and they manage to scare off Karofsky and Azimio, probably at least partially because uh Quinn's like spike thing that she's holding does look like it could take an eye out. <laughs> yeah. And they do say, I'm gonna get together some friends and beat you guys up later. So this doesn't I happen. Mean, I'm I'm positive that that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. 
and we all they all get to say a phrase then about like we're proud to be freaks because because it was because they're all minorities because there's in glee club <laughs> a freak like me needs company when does when does that line happen oh what yeah. they're all minorities that was episode what? That like, was episode eight. eight? That was that was <laughs> early. That they was dropped that <laughs> shit early. That was a serious defining moment. That's unbelievable. You better believe it. I mean, is it? Is it? <laughs> I guess it was 2010, so you could say stuff like that and get away with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then Will finally shows up, and he's like. Oh, we should go to practice before you all get recruited by the circus. All's well that ends well, I guess. A final kerchunk and the car careens off a cliff, fading to black. (laughs) Yeah, well. Just keep driving. Vigil. What's up? Uh, Thank you for being here today. Yeah, I thought it was a bad episode. Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> but you you tipped your hand but what was your gold star song of the episode despite everything else absolutely beth that song is like that song is beautiful just on its own as a normal song but i think that you know the guy puck singing yeah. it i thought i think mm-hmm. like maybe maybe they didn't lend themselves well to like a full like kiss you know like scream and shout rock song but I think that it lended itself well to the song Beth, a slower, like, sadder song. I don't mm-hmm. know. I thought it was beautiful. The whole scene. And I don't know. I don't want to know anything else about their, about him and the other, the other woman's relationship. Because okay, I think then, that we'll this tell scene. Quinn. No, please. I think that this scene was good on its own as, like, a good snapshot of, like, they're both really trying, and this and this is a really shitty situation that they're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's valid. What about you, Tanner? Uh, mine was Bad Romance. I also mentioned that before. I just, I like the composition of it, and I like how everyone's voice is very distinct in it, and there's no Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was my second <laughs> as well. So. What's that? What about you, Christina? Bad Romance was also my <laughs> best song, because it's, it's fun, harmonies are great performance was good and also uh everyone except for rachel got a leap which was great <laughs> see see visual that's the difference is that you come in here and you're able to find like an artistry moment in the episode and me and christina are already so burnt out we just need pure dopamine <laughs> <laughs> so other than a song what was your gold star moment vigil uh that's a good question i had a i had i think I think it's gotta be, like, I didn't like the scene, and it wasn't earned, like I said, but I think the end of that scene was a good moment. The end of the, you know, the Bert coming in and yelling at Finn scene. So, but, like, just the Bert Mm -hmm. part in a vacuum? Yeah. No, not even just the Bert part, but, like, right after that when he's leaving the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. In a, Mm -hmm. that as well in a vacuum, because... Kurt is the worst. Still. Kurt's still the worst. I'm never gonna stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. 
Christina, what was your gold star moment? Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with my gold star moment also being Bert Hummel, <laughs> Super Dad. <laughs> I did briefly consider it making the moment of, like, Nakama that they had, but I was like, no, it's got to go to Bert. Bert Hummel yeah, is too good. I think I think the found family bit is also not super earned, especially at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, very My true. favorite moment is the fact that Tina's a vampire. Yep. Oh, that's that. That's very good. That is also a very good moment. And so that brings us, that brings us to our slushy moment. I think we're all in agreement. Yep. Um, Kurt being a predator. Kurt being a predator. If I say Kurt being a predator, can that include Finn using the hard F? How about just that whole? Or is that how separate about the enough whole to be separate scene? Yep. Yes. Well, that encompasses well, all of poker it. Poker face too. Major key poker face. Okay, how let's 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 divvy this up. Um, I'll take Kurt being your predator, and Christina can take Finn saying a slur, and then Vigil can have poker face. Yeah, mm-hmm. major key poker face. Horrible. Swear to God, this show has aged me, and I've only seen two episodes. Oh, it's a it's a good thing we should <sighs> let you rest then. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. go into hibernation. Okay, well, before you do, let us know where you can be found on the internet. Uh, I have an Instagram where I make cocktails every now and again. I, it's not really daily anymore because I figure it's not super healthy. To oh, do. don't I know it? <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not even that it's not healthy because I. <laughs> Sorry for no, that. I just garfed all over my bathroom on New Year's Eve. Jesus! Yeah, I drank half a bottle yeah. of vodka because I had never gotten drunk enough to be sick before. I was like, I'm invincible and depressed. <laughs> yep. Oh, Tanner, hon. Yeah, it's not even that it's not healthy. It's just that, you know, uh, I, I, I always limit myself a little bit because it's more about, like, the artistry. Well, not the artistry, really. It's the science. Not really the science. It's a science and, a, and it's a craft. The mixology. More than anything about it. But, yeah, mixed.by.vigil mixed on Instagram. That's where I make nice cocktails. Um, I try to take good pictures. Mm-hmm. And I have a Boston shaker now that's nice to use. Other than that, Half Vigilante on Twitter. And whatever else I do, you'll probably figure out if you follow those uh, resources. That's a very good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got irons in the fire. Nothing I'm ready to like actually pull the trigger on yet. But I got nice. plans. Nice. All right, Christina, you do the outro. Loser Like Me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice, and if we aren't there, let us know and we will work on getting there. We can be found at LoserLikeMePod on Twitter and through LoserLikeMePod at gmail.com. And, uh, before I forget, uh, if any of you who are listening are interested in possibly having a Corner Podcast Network Discord server, so specifically relevant to this podcast and to Not If I Reboot You First, and uh, the home for Wayward OCs. And faithful uh, in whatever form it takes in the future. And and faithful. <laughs> yeah, and faithful. Um, so uh, if you are interested in having a Discord server to, I guess, participate in and discuss and stuff uh, those podcasts, uh, let us know. Either by email or I think we're going to have something up on our Twitter about just like expressing interest in being on the Discord. I mean, I don't think we need to make a poll for that. I think just tweet at us and say, Discord! Yes, exactly. Tweet at us and just say Discord. Nothing just, else. Just send us a do, <laughs> a, the tag do a gif of gif Discord. Discord from My Little Pony. I hate that. Leave my house. <laughs> send send us your cover of Discord by the Living Tombstone. 
and please will, major key. Yes, major key, but also slow as if it's a mother daughter <laughs> reunion. <laughs> Sidebar: Living Tombstone is a hack. I I only know two of his songs, so like I have no I have no uh I don't even know the the metaphor. Yeah, that's I don't right. have any dogs in this fight. I don't I. I'm not familiar with this no, at all. No, is all. Okay. <laughs> okay, you hear gotcha. it here first, folks. When are they going to do a Living Tombstone mm-hmm. Glee episode where they sing the Five Nights at Freddy's songs? <gasps> then... Oh no! I do. I do need to tell you that in my other fanfic, which has since been discontinued, actually, actually, I had at least two different variations of a video game music episode for Glee fanfic that I was going to write out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think "Want You Gone" would be good as a Glee song. Yes. From Portal 2. Yes. Um, yep. One character was also going to sing um, Do You Want to Date My Avatar from The Guild. Ooh. The Guild is a fun one. That's a pretty funny show. Anyway, was, we, should do, a, also, we should do a The Guild podcast. I never watched The Guild. <laughs> me either. Yeah. It's fine. The timing was exactly wrong for me to get into The Guild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so uh, tune in next time where we're gonna get we're getting funky, 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 funky. funky, funky Everybody funky. clap your hands! Everybody clap your hands! <laughs> <sighs> but until then, want to count us down, Tanner? No, nah, you 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 can do it this time. Okay. Three. Two, one, and, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on Glee. Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are gonna figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to loser like me. Loser like me Loser like me